the angry staff officer of history, warfare, leadership, and alcohol. This post originally ran January 20th, 2020. Uh, so it's going to be slightly dated as far as the opening goes, but everything else has not really changed. This morning, the Virginia State Capitol in Richmond saw dozens of armed men gathering to demonstrate their support for the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, the right to bear arms. These men were not merely bearing arms, however, they were fully accoutred in the trappings of what one would call a paramilitary group. Helmets, vests, ammunition pouches, camouflage clothing, and other quote-unquote tactical necessities, the majority of which are neither tactical nor necessary. Their weapons, too, are bedecked with all sorts of accessories and are also in that paramilitary lane. Rather than carrying rifles or shotguns that one would use for hunting, they instead carry semi-automatic military-grade weapons to merely prove that they can, you know, military-grade being all in quotations. This is not an uncommon sight in America, nor has it ever been. Armed groups of angry men have a long and really uncomfortable history in the United States. On very rare occasions, these irregulars have done some good against corrupt, power-hungry, and abusive county governments. For the most part, however, they bode absolutely no good. Armed groups of settlers often attacked peaceful Native American communities in revenge for an attack by some entirely different Native group, uh, massacring innocents. Armed mobs of patriots persecuted and tortured loyalists during the American Revolution, using intimidation and fear rather than persuasion to quell dissent in the colonies, something we just don't talk enough about. Armed mobs were used to keep Jim Crow alive in the South for decades and were the key to the rise of the KKK in response to Reconstruction. They enforced lynchings, torture, rape, and terrorized African-American communities and their white allies well into the 20th century. Now, here's the problem. News organizations persist in calling these contemporary groups militias. And surely the members of these groups enjoy that distinction, for it lends them legitimacy. Because in the U.S., the militia has a very strict definition enshrined in law. And those laws state that the militia are controlled by state governments and Congress. So, in short, what is the militia and who is in it? Well, it's not that easy. It, it depends which state you're in. But generally speaking, the militia code for each state agrees along a few basic premises. Since we're talking about Virginia today, let's take a look at Virginia's militia code. It reads, The militia of the Commonwealth of Virginia shall consist of all able-bodied residents of the Commonwealth who are citizens of the United States, and all other able-bodied persons resident in the Commonwealth who have declared their intention to become citizens of the United States, 
who are at least 16 years of age, and, except as hereinafter provided, not more than 55 years of age. The militia shall be divided into three classes, the National Guard, which includes the Army National Guard and the Air National Guard, the Virginia Defense Force, and the unorganized militia, unquote. And that's from the State Code of Virginia composition of militia. Now, this is more or less in keeping with most other states. Since the Militia Act of 1903 and the National Defense Act of 1916, the National Guard comprises the active arm of the militia. The National Guard being a dual status entity, that is, both state and federal, many states opt to keep a state defense force, as Virginia does. This is a force that's primarily used if the National Guard is in federal service, if they've all been called up. And lastly, what you have is the unorganized militia. Uh, and as Virginia defines it, the unorganized militia shall consist of all able-bodied persons as set out in 44-1, except such as may be included in subparagraphs 44-2 and 44-54.6, and except such as may be exempted as hereinafter provided, etc., etc. Now, one might say, well, aren't most people then part of the unorganized militia? And you know what? You'd be right. But there's a catch. There's a pretty big catch, actually. Uh, under that, that paragraph 44-86 of the Virginia State Code, only the governor of the state may order out the unorganized militia. In doing so, the governor will either ask for volunteers or simply draft people into service. And when called up for service, the unorganized militia then become part of the Virginia Defense Force and are, quote, governed by the same rules and regulations and be subject to the same penalties as the National Guard, unquote. Members of the unorganized militia who refuse to appear if drafted are subject to court-martial. So what I'm getting at here is that there is no law that states that you may organize your own private militia to wield military authority at your own whim. Beginning with the original militia institutions in New England in the 17th century, military force was enshrined as a power held by the local government. Through its various changes over the centuries, this has not drastically changed. Uh, state governments hold the authority for the militia, which they may, from time to time, delegate down to county or municipal authorities. Now, federal law also contains laws on the militia. Title 10 of the U.S. Code, paragraph, subparagraph 246, offers up the national definition of the militia, the organized, National Guard, and unorganized. However, the Militia Clauses in Article 1 of the Constitution reinforce that the authority to call up the militia resides in the body politic. In Clauses 15 and 16, it states that Congress has the authority to call up the militia to, quote, execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions, unquote. It also states that Congress reserves to the states the authority to appoint officers and manage the organization and training of the militia. So once again, authority to use the militia is vested at the state and federal levels, is vested in the body politic. Astute persons here will notice that I have said absolutely nothing about the Second Amendment to the Constitution. 
uh, and it's pretty clear why. It has very little to do with the actual role of the militia today. It pertains to the right to private gun ownership, which is not something I'm debating here. The bottom line is that the wannabe soldiers in Richmond on January 20th, 2020, and the wannabe soldiers assembling uh, many places around the country do not, in fact, constitute any authorized calling out of the unorganized militia. If anything, they are actually in very grave danger of having the actual and lawful militia used against them, since they are engaged in acts of attempted intimidation of the body politic. Indeed, those individuals who travel from outside the state could easily be seen as something far worse so please, when writing about or reporting on these groups, do not give them the legitimacy that they so desperately crave. They are not militia. They are armed mobs. An addendum here. Uh, just because militias are enshrined in our legal system as being the military arm of the local government does not actually mean that they have not been used for ill in our history. Uh, in the 17th, 18th, and 19th, and even early 20th centuries, some actual militia forces representing their colony or state did engage in atrocities against Native Americans, uh, the massacre at Nadenhutten being one of the most prominent abuses, and against both enslaved and freed African Americans. Some of these were state-sanctioned, some were not. As we grow and evolve as a nation to better understand and live our values, these incidents in our past cannot be overlooked or ignored. Instead, they should be studied as examples of how we have erred in the past and paths to avoid for the future. An additional addendum. In trying to find a cover photo for this piece for the blog, uh, I typed Virginia Militia into Google and selected Labeled for Reuse. Ironically, the only photos available were of the Virginia National Guard, the Virginia State Defense Force, or historic photos of Virginia militia units. So, well played, Google. Well played. 